For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back. Now, you know what? You know what's good? Nothing. That's what's good. Absolutely nothing outside of Jimmy Butler because today is a sad, sad day to see Jimmy Butler once again, second game in two nights, put on an absolutely heroic performance just for absolutely nobody to show up. It is quite sad. But welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. And yeah, I'm coming to you live after the Miami Heat just lost a god-awful game to the Orlando Magic. Uh, and of course, we do got the video version of this podcast on YouTube. At, uh, just search Anthony DiNardo uh, and all your podcast platforms as well. Spotify, Apple Pod. Uh, just go ahead and look us up. But yeah, recording this after Jimmy Butler hits a miraculous game tying three at the buzzer in Orlando to send it to overtime where the Magic immediately went on an 8-0 run and absolutely dominated the Miami Heat uh, from then on out. Uh, I've noticed already I said the word absolutely three times this pod. Uh, that's something I noticed since I started recording these. That's, that's quite a word that I uh, go to a lot. But maybe it's because I'm absolutely disgusted, absolutely horrified, absolutely appalled by this god-awful Miami Heat team and this horrendous front office for putting Jimmy Butler in the awful position that, they, that he's currently in. Now, y'all see the title of this pod. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the first time somebody has asked this question, uh, which says, you know, have the Miami Heat failed Jimmy Butler? Uh, I'm not the first person to make a podcast or a video with this title. I'm sure of that. Uh, it's unfortunate that the topic is still at hand. So that's something I kind of want to discuss today. So, I mean, we can go through the last four games since the last episode. They, lo- or they beat the Hawks again, lost to the Cavs, beat the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell had 42. And then the Miami Heat just lost to the Orlando Magic. Uh, Jimmy Butler did it all. Kyle Lowry was back. He was a minus 17, but shot 50%. I can't explain it. But let's just jump right into the question of the day. Really, the question of the season is, have the Miami Heat failed Jimmy Butler? Now, I want to put things into perspective. Because this has been a major debate over the last, well, you can argue a couple years because they had the bad 2021. Uh, so people started asking back then. And then, of course, they go on the run last year with one shot away from the finals. And now you're at this horrendous season. Uh, so to put everything into perspective, you've had now three and a half years of Jimmy Butler. I say three and a half because this season's not, not quite over yet, obviously. Uh, and we don't know what they're going to do come playoffs if they make the playoffs, which is a big if at this moment. They're currently... They might even be 11. I know the Knicks and the, the Nets been winning. They're ahead of us. Uh, and they still got those teams like Washington and uh, and Toronto behind us in Atlanta. Uh, so Miami's one and a half up on eight, but they're three back of six. So they're all but locked into that playing spot at the moment. And of course, they're going to need to win either one or two games to make the playoffs, depending where they, they finish. But that'll be a topic as we get closer to the end of the season. So three and a half years of Jimmy Butler. Year one. You somehow make the NBA Finals. Of course, that's a very weird season. That was the bubble year. 
But I certainly don't think the bubble season uh, was a fluke. I think it was the most even NBA championship ever. And yeah, if you had Bam and Goron, if those guys didn't get hurt, you probably do win the NBA championship. But that did happen. And there's injuries every year. So I don't put an asterisk on that uh, saying the Heat should have won fake championship for the Lakers. No. Uh, that's a real season to me. The Miami Heat made an NBA final. So for all means, uh, they did Jimmy Butler right. He left the Philadelphia 76ers, made the NBA Finals the very next year after all the national media said he came to Miami to retire. Shut up, man. So they make the NBA Finals. You go into the next year where you do nothing at all. You don't add anybody of relevance to this team at all. You run it back, and you get absolutely smoked. I said the word absolutely again. I'm sorry. But to the highest degree, they got... I was going to say absolutely. I got to come up with a new word. They got completely dog dusted blown out killed by the milwaukee bucks specifically bryn forbes and nobody for that heat team played really good that playoffs outside of goron was all right if i remember so that was the 2021 postseason they obviously came up short and at the time i kind of uh went to that and said okay they just had the shortest off season in nba history it's not a surprise they flamed out early on because if you remember the last four teams left in the bubble was miami boston denver and the lakers and all four of those teams underperformed the very next year. So I kind of threw that season completely out the window and said it was a fluke. You go into the next season, which was last season, 2022, and you make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals after being number one in the conference. And of course, you come one shot away from making the NBA Finals once again. So I looked at that and said, okay, I guess 2021 was a complete fluke. This team is for real. They are the real deal. I'm excited to go into the next season. Uh, so we're going to the offseason. Of course, there's the talk about Kevin Durant. He ends up staying with Brooklyn at the time. Uh, and the Miami Heat do nothing. They lose P.J. Tucker. Uh, he was obviously a very critical piece for this team. But did I want to pay a guy who was already 37 a three-year deal? No, I did not. So they lost P.J. Tucker. Uh, they replaced him with a 19-year-old in Nikola Jovic out of the draft, uh, who we kind of knew wasn't going to get any playing time. But I looked at it in the offseason and said, okay, you didn't add anybody from the outside. But two of your three best players, being Bam and Abide on Tyler Hero, are all younger than the age of 25. I expected some sort of some, some, some sort of great internal development from those guys. And I thought that would be enough to overcome the loss of P.J. Tucker and therefore put this team into contention to make the NBA Finals like they almost did the year before. But now you come into this season, and in the whole offseason, by the way, before we move on from that, that was a whole other story with Donovan Mitchell, of course, going to the Cavaliers. And people are very mad at the Heat for an office because they don't think they put all their chips on the table. Uh, they think they should have put out Tyler Hero out there and all the picks. We don't know if they did. We don't know if they didn't. We don't know if the Jazz even wanted Tyler Hero. So I find it hard to get mad at the Miami Heat for not trading for Donovan Mitchell because maybe they put everything out there and they just didn't have the assets to get him. Now, they didn't have the assets. They didn't have the picks because of all the terrible other moves they made. But that's more of a domino effect than just being directly mad they did not get Donovan Mitchell because maybe they tried. I don't know. But anyways, you move on from that. You don't get anyone else. You don't sign. You don't get any of the power forwards that went out there like Jeremy Grant or anyone else. And then you go into this season. You run it back. And so far, we're all the way here in March, now the middle of March. This team's terrible. This team could fall all the way to 11, maybe even out of the plane by the time by the, time the season ends. Uh so if you want to ask, has Jimmy Butler's career here been a failure so far? I wouldn't say that. I mean, considering he's been to an NBA final, he's, uh, finals, he's already been much further than a lot, of, uh, a lot of other superstars in the past several years, like Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic. 
even if you want to go back to guys like Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul and those guys. So Jimmy Butler's already been farther than all of those guys. So I can't say his tenure here has been a failure, but can I ask and say that the Miami Heat have failed him? But that's an interesting question because in 2020, he certainly didn't self-carry them uh, to the finals himself. Bam Adebayo was awesome, and he continues to be an awesome player. So I can't look at that and say uh, they didn't put no pieces around him because Bam is the one guy this year that took a jump. Tyler Hero did not, like I hoped he would in the offseason. He didn't. Uh, he's the exact same player, maybe even a little worse in the starting lineup because uh, all his numbers are the same across the board, except his percentages are down. So I think a guy like Damian Lillard would kill to have a player as skilled as Bam Adebayo next to him. So from that aspect, it's hard for me to say the Miami Heat have failed Jimmy Butler because they've done more for him than some teams have for other superstars. Not that Portland is the barometer for that because that team has also very clearly failed Damian Lillard. But I'm also looking at this now and thinking, you were one shot away from the NBA Finals. Typically, that's a sign to teams that, hey, we're very close. What do you do when you're very close? You go all in, you trade all your assets, you trade all your young guys, and you try to get that one piece that could push you over the edge. Not do nothing. Not lose P.J. Tucker, who was a critical component for this roster, and replace him for nothing. That's not what you do when you have a championship contender. So I'm really leaning towards the side now saying that this front office has failed Jimmy Butler. Because who knows how many more years Jimmy has left of this kind of play that he has tonight. That's why I was very sad. Because we saw what Jimmy Butler did tonight. I believe he tied his career high with the heat of 38 points. And nobody else could do anything. Bam at a bye was 7-17. I don't want to be too mad at Bam. Because like I said, he took a jump this year. But he has, been a ter- he has had a terrible month since the All-Star break. It's been maybe three weeks. So you're kind of getting on that line where you're saying, Okay, Bam, what's going on? It's not just a couple bad weeks anymore. It's starting to turn in a very large chunk of the season. Now, I do like the 17 shot attempts. It shows he was being aggressive. But he wasn't hitting anything, and he was severely lacking on the defensive end. That's how I was always fighting for Bam in the past when he had bad offensive games. Say, at least he's being the best defender in the world. But right now, it looks like he doesn't care anymore. He continually complains to the referees after not getting calls. That's something he's done his whole career. And now when you, when you put it with this attitude of he looks like he doesn't care on defense anymore, in this Magic game specifically, getting blown by Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter Jr., and all these other guys, it looks like he doesn't care. It looks like he got his max extension in the offseason. He sees this team would need to fight to actually make for playoff positioning. He made the all-star team, and it looks like he doesn't care anymore. So I really, really need to see Bam Adebayo step his game up over the next month of this season, the last month of this regular season, and prove to me that he is that guy. Prove to me he's that all-star. Because after all year of me being annoyed with Jimmy Butler saying, hey, you got to turn up. Can't wait for the playoffs to be playoff Jimmy because this team's not going to make the playoffs. We've seen Jimmy put more effort into these games over the last couple weeks now. Better late than never, Jimmy. It sucks that they're in this position, but hey, you realize they're in a terrible spot and you're being that superstar player that we all know that you are. So shout out to you, Jimmy Butler. But when nobody else is stepping up for him, it's very sad. And like I was saying earlier, who knows how many years of Jimmy Butler you have left like this. Some people seem to think that his game is made uh, to age well. I think the complete opposite. He's a guy that can't shoot threes. He relies on getting to the rim and drawing fouls. And when your athleticism breaks down as you get older, for a guy that already gets hurt multiple times throughout a year, for a guy that's already a little bit older, for a guy that hits the ground every time he drives, I don't see his game aging very well. So whether that means this is the last year of Superstar Jimmy, or we get one or two more years, 
Well, we'll just have to wait and see. But the point is, you are wasting another season of it when we know there's not that many left. And it's very disappointing because very few times do you get a player who's as skilled and as talented as Jimmy Butler is. You win championships with top 10 players, elite superstars, the best of the best. There's not very many of them out there, but Jimmy Butler is one of them. So the fact that you have one of them and you are wasting it with this god-awful team making no moves in the offseason and 10 undrafted players is very, very sad. It's very sad. And it puts this team in a difficult position because you have no assets now to do anything else in the offseason. You got no money because you, you, you got Duncan Robinson, who's a coach's, uh, not DMP coach's decision every single game. Kyle Lowry, who just came back after missing a month and was a minus 17 on the court. He's terrible. He's so fat and slow, he can't guard anybody. What are they going to do? And I don't even know if Jimmy deserves a pass on that end because they got Kyle Lowry because of him. I know that he wanted Kyle Lowry for years, but I think Jimmy Butler telling the front office, hey, get my boy Kyle Lowry. He'd be a great piece to this team. I think he's a major reason that Kyle Lowry is on this roster, which has obviously been an horrendous signing. Kyle Lowry is one of the worst contracts in the NBA, maybe two right behind Duncan Robinson. I'm ranting here. This team is screwed. This team is screwed. That's where they're at. You have no salary cap space. You have no assets. You have Tyler Hero locked up, who is a, 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 a above-average role player at best. You have Bam Adebayo, who got the extension. Looks like he doesn't even care anymore. And you got Jimmy Butler, who's one of the best players in the world, who's probably going to demand a trade because he wants to win, and, and they can't do it with this team. It's sad. It's sad. You, 10 undrafted guys. Should, should we go through the list of guys they got? They got Gabe Vincent. You got Omer Yurtsevin, Max Struess, Jamal Kane, Udonis Haslam, Hayward Highsmith. You had Dwayne Dedman. These are the guys that you're putting around Jimmy Butler when you know you only got a couple more years left of this superstar Jimmy Butler. It, oh, I, I, can't, I can't fathom it. I cannot fathom it. And it's so sad because we are watching a level of play from Jimmy Butler. Jansport Jimmy putting the team on his backpack and carrying them every single game. We're seeing a level of play that we have not seen since LeBron James was on the Miami Heat. And I do not think that's an exaggeration. Go back to 2020 when you had Jimmy playing next to Kelly Olynyk and Kendrick Nunn, another undrafted guy. And what Jimmy did in the finals, guarding LeBron, putting up 45-point triple-doubles, 30-point triple-doubles ever since then. And their solution to that season when they were two games away from winning the NBA Finals was to do nothing. This season, one shot for the NBA Finals. What do they do in the offseason? Nothing. How do you make the same mistake again? It's frustrating. Then seeing what Jimmy Butler does tonight, carrying this team, 38 points, like I said, hit the buzzer-beating three, which was after a timeout. It was a terrible shot selection. Spoh's having a terrible year himself. How is that the shot you get after the timeout? I don't know. But lo and behold, Jimmy Butler, being, being him, made the shot, and then they go into overtime and look like they don't care at all. Look like they don't care at all. You had everybody on the Orlando Magic scoring. That's the problem. The Miami Heat have one guy that can score. Jimmy Butler. The Orlando Magic? You saw Jalen Suggs. You saw Wendell Carter Jr. You saw Markel Fultz who forgot how to shoot just two years ago. And he was cooking you. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat had Kyle Lowry getting a nice steal. Then had an open fast break layup and he gets his thing packed on the backboard. Because he's so old and slow and he can't jump anymore. And that was your solution to put around Jimmy Butler. Your solution was to give Duncan Robinson $90 million. Hey, Jimmy Butler needs some shooting. Let's give away a quarter of our cap space to Duncan Robinson, who we just found out of nowhere. And then let's bench him because he can't shoot anymore. 
If you find these shooters so easily, why didn't you just get the next guy? Why didn't you get the next Max Struess, who sucks too, by the way? You got Wayne Ellington out of nowhere. You got Duncan Robinson out of nowhere. Go get the next James Jones. Go get the next Max Struess. I'm tired of paying these, these, these one-dimensional shooters that can't do nothing else. And even then, those one-dimensional shooters can at least do one thing. Joe Harris got overpaid. He's still hitting shots, though. Duncan Robinson can't even do that. I, that's the only topic I wrote for today because uh, I knew I could go for a long time about it. I've already been talking for 15 minutes about this this crap because it's it's awful. You, your one addition, I guess, was was Kevin Love, who he sucks. Oh, God, he's not an NBA player no more. And I could have told you that. I did tell you that. Because if the Cleveland Cavaliers are competing for a championship and they don't even want to freaking play the man, what does that tell you, Heat? What does that tell you? Cody Zeller's been a fine pickup. He got hurt today. He broke his nose or something. Omer Yurtsevin came in for his first game this season and sucked because he's another slow, undrafted guy. And that, that's all this team is. How about you get some athletes on this team? How about you get some guys that can actually, that, that can actually hoop, that were drafted for a reason? You know, I, I don't want to disrespect the undrafted guys because you got your gems out there. You know, no disrespect to Udonis Haslam, who he, he can stay on my team as long as he wants. I'm not one of those people that, that thinks he should go because if you lose him, you're going to get another Hayward Highsmith who sucks too. But, but again, no disrespect to the guys like Haslam. Those are one of the gems. And he's obviously, I, I think, still an important piece of this team with regards to the leadership he provides from players' aspect. But then you got all these other guys. Victor Oladipo has been so sad. He had a, uh, about a month stretch earlier this year where we all thought, wow, this is what healthy Victor looks like. He is an awesome player. He's the guy that could put this Heat team over the top into contention. That lasted about a month. And now he's a guy who's shooting 3 of 13, about 70% of his shots are every night from the three-point line for a guy that can't even shoot. Major changes need to come this offseason. I don't care if it's trading Jimmy Butler. I don't care if it's trading Bam Adebayo. It better be trading Tyler Hero. I can't pay that guy all this money to, to, to get locked down by anybody who's athletic. I can't pay a scorer all this money who needs a screen to score. Who takes away, who takes away Bam Adebayo, one of our better players from, from the offense, because all he has to do is set screens while Tyler Hero's out there. And then Bam will roll to the basket. He don't get the ball. He'll pop out. He don't get the ball. And then for the last month, when he does get the ball, he's hesitant, acts like he doesn't know what he's doing. The whole team has been so bad, just so bad of late, outside of Jimmy Butler. That's what's frustrating. Even again today, uh, tonight in this Magic game, late in overtime, the Heat are down four. Ball gets kicked out to Bam in a bio. Wide open mid-range jump shot. Pump fakes. Shoot the ball, Bam. They ended up selling for a contested floater by Gabe Vincent. That, that wasn't even close. And then you look, they don't even get back on defense. The game went to overtime. Kyle Lowry had a technical foul. What are you doing, Kyle Lowry? You haven't played in a month. How about you shut up and play basketball for once? But no, all he wants to do is flop and then complain about officiating. He's, he's the worst. He's the worst. I, I, I really uh, am frustrated with this entire team. Uh, I don't see how you can put the team around, uh, around Jimmy within the next two years. And that's probably all Jimmy Butler has left uh, at this level of play. So if it comes to the point you have to trade Jimmy Butler and start building around Bam, who I do think will be one of the best players in the NBA uh, within the next handful of years, uh, then that's what you got to do. Because what I don't want to do is watch this team, this very, very limited team for the next couple seasons and just waste two years uh, and then lose Jimmy Butler for nothing while his value is very low because uh, that's all the team has been doing. Uh, they never know when to sell high. They could have sold on Kendrick Nunn uh, when he was at his powers. 
You could have sold on Max uh, Max Struess when you knew this team wasn't any good. This trade deadline could have sold on Gabe Vincent. Could have sold on Derrick Jones Jr. when you knew what you uh, you weren't going to resign him. And maybe you would have had some picks to go out there this offseason and get someone. But now you don't. So I don't see any way this team could get better. I really don't. It's time. It's time to move on. Uh, and with each loss now, uh, it gives the fan base more and more hope that this team will make major changes in the offseason, uh, which can only really be ch- uh, trading the stars. Because Duncan Robinson's a negative asset. Kyle Lowry, even on an expiring deal, is a negative asset. We know that because uh, uh, Russell Westbrook was just traded with a first-round pick. They needed to attach a first-round pick to get rid of Westbrook. And he only had, and the Lakers only had a half a year left of his deal. Kyle Lowry in the offseason is going to have a full year left. So he's a negative asset. I believe Tyler Hero is a negative asset. He's not worth all that money. So you got three guys making major money that are negative assets and very few picks. You're going to have to attach those picks to get rid of those guys and then have no picks left to, to uh, entice the team to give you anyone good. So that, that's where the C team is at. Anyways, uh, the Miami Hurricanes lost to Duke. That also sucks, but they'll be in the tournament. They'll have a decent seat. I'm looking forward to playing them. Shout out my guys at the U. Uh, that is a competent basketball program. And also, my men's league team is 1-0. So that's at least uh, something to be happy about. Uh, I did not have a good first game. I shot like 3-9. I was looking like Max Truce out there. I'm not going to lie to you. I was terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're 1-0. Our team is better than Will. So shout out to my guys. Uh, who we got? We got me, Thomas, Ben, Santi, Trayvon. Uh, and in my bench, we got John Zay and my guy Ted. Uh, we're good. Shout out to my guy Will, who we're better than also. Anyways, that's all I got. Uh, sorry to, to for y'all to hear me rant the whole time. If you're listening this whole time, I'm assuming you agree with me. Uh, if you don't and you think I'm stupid, uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at AnthonyD underscore Heat. Or if you're watching on the YouTube side, comment down below as always. But uh, this team plays the Utah Jazz on Monday. It might be pretty. It might not. Who cares? This is a, a wasted off, a wasted season, and I just want to fast forward to the offseason. But I do look forward to talking to y'all every single night, and I am truly grateful that y'all continue to tune in. Uh, hopefully, y'all can have some fun here uh, and rant with me and enjoy uh, the misery together because this team sucks. But shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. Very grateful for him. He's awesome. Everybody else, got to step it up. That's all I got, though. I'll see y'all later. Peace out. Pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off. Yeah, I need a head space. You know this home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.